0: I don't
1: with rachel brown aka thanks for coming uh singer songwriter sometime director cinematographer part-time model you have a lot of titles you've you've done a lot of things uh i'm really excited to be talking to you hello
0: hi thanks I'm actually not a cinematographer
1: oh sorry I don't yeah. know the <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's okay I work I work as like an assistant camera a lot because a lot of my friends are cinematographers but I have no idea how cameras work and I have no interest in finding out
1: awesome okay fair enough I just see you adjacent to a lot of like film projects and I know you did the video album for um no problem you had like the you know, 24. yeah, the 24 <laughs> different videos, which was super awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed that.
0: Thank you. Yeah, that was interesting. That was like a weird, I felt like I was, I guess, a producer in a sense, because like, I only directed and shot my own, and the rest of them, I just showed up most of the time. I didn't even, I was like, what's your idea? It sounds great. Like, I'll see you there.
1: <laughs> that was something that I wanted to talk about, which is like, No problem. Uh, There is, um, and something I want to touch on a couple times is your lyrics are very, like, uh, they're sometimes very, like, raw and, like, you know, talking about specific emotional states and, like, um, especially anxiety over um, the way that you're perceived and, like, um, relationships with people And I was wondering, like, how did it feel to have people visually represent those kind of, like, personal things as, like, you know, whatever their idea was? Um,
0: hmm. I guess it it was... The whole process was really interesting because I wasn't... It's funny that, yeah, like, I guess, yeah, part-time model. I, like, wasn't comfortable in front of the camera for, like, my whole life. Like, I very much stayed away from being in front of people. I hated being perceived. And by making myself, like, (laughs) being in 24 music videos, I... It's like I... I just... What's the word when you, like the kind of
1: exposure therapy, therapy
0: exposure therapy exactly yeah where i just like got so used to it and like it, be- it became interesting because it was like because there were so many videos and i was a full time student and like i had part-time jobs like i didn't have the time and energy to really like be like oh this is what i want out of this like i was like okay like whatever you want to do as long as it's gonna be like one day and i don't like i don't have any money so (laughs) (laughs) we're talking like low lowest budget possible yeah
1: absolutely
0: i like i used like for the first like, like six or seven videos i was buying everybody lunch by the eighth video i was like i'm just not gonna say anything because i have no money at all (laughs)
1: yeah it's like i can't promise you lunch i'm sorry
0: (laughs) yeah looking back on it it's so terrible i would never like that's like i'll I'll never make another visual album again because i'm like i can't like i can't afford it like i would never want to like make people work for free but at that point i mean i was like it was god what year was that i think i was under 21 i might have been like 20 21 like all of my mm-hmm. friends were college students like in film school so it felt more like appropriate to be like oh do you want to do something like have this like i don't know a chance to make like something creative that's not like for homework and people really into it um at this point uh, everybody just wants to get paid
1: I totally agree with you that people need to be like paid for their art and especially just us generally not valuing the people who make our art the way that we should and especially the people who are like behind the scenes and stuff. Um, Completely agree with you, but I think there's also something to be said about that kind of experience where you're making something with your friends and it's that combined vision of everybody gets like a hand on the ball and it's a chance for all of you to like you know show your creative side all while working on the same bigger project together so that I mean that sounds really awesome that definitely sounds like something my friends and I would have at least tried to do back in college though probably wouldn't have been as successful as you were
0: oh thank you I mean (coughs) I felt very lucky to like have I mean, I guess I was lucky because I was in film school, so I just, like, knew all these people who um, were, like, wanting to become, like, filmmakers and, like, wanting to direct things. Um, Yeah, well, I was so grateful for all those. It was also really interesting, like, the way that, the ways in which everybody, because I was, the only thing in common is myself. Like, I was, like, the one thing is that I'm in it and that's it that's whatever you want to do so it was like all of these ways in which these like my friends and like people i knew were like seeing me and the ways in which they combined like a lot of people were just like yeah just like look like half tired (laughs) (laughs) already doing that and i'd be like okay (laughs) perfect perfect
1: i'm already in character um that's awesome. And that's, I mean, that speaks a lot to what you were talking about, the exposure therapy of being perceived was, you know, especially to see how, you know, people you're close with, or at least people you're acquaintances with uh, perceive you and and uh, the ways that they're representing you. That's really awesome. Also kind of touching on that, I wanted to talk about your, like, when you go through songwriting, because again, like I mentioned before, like, um, one of the reasons I enjoy your music so much is like, yeah, that's something that I definitely struggle with too. Like, uh, in the first episode of this podcast, I also called this podcast exposure therapy, just like getting over my fear of, uh, making stuff and putting stuff out there. And, um, when you write a song, because this is something I, struggle with myself. Uh, I write stories like science fiction and fantasy stories, but there's still a piece of that that comes from emotions that I'm feeling, or especially in science fiction, like representing frustrations with the way that the world is organized currently, and stuff like that, and my own personal fears. I was wondering, uh, when you write a song, do you typically approach it from I am feeling this emotion right now. I'm going to write a song about it. Or does it come more than an analysis afterwards, after you've already experienced those emotions and you're kind of like looking back on it?
0: I feel like it starts out like I'll be thinking about... um, Generally, I guess I'm just thinking about my thoughts um, because I have... A problem <laughs> with that, uh, but I, yeah, I guess I, like I'll be thinking about like maybe like a situation or like a person or, um, in many cases, I guess again myself um, and just like what I'm like seeing and like I'll try to like it's like I'll write the song and I won't know exactly what I'm feeling, but I'll, I'll like try to write it and I'll try to explain it. And then I go back and I listen to it, and then I like really think. I'm like, oh, now I now I understand like what I'm saying. Um.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, do you feel like it's like a like a translation process? Like you're translating your thoughts to yourself so that you can like listen back to them and kind of yeah, I. Totally understand that. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, it's very much... See, this is, like, why it's, like, really funny to me that people listen to my music because in reality, it's literally me talking to, like, future me, telling myself, like, what's going on, (laughs) like, in my head.
1: Uh, That's really interesting because you've been making music for a while now. I was going to mention this at some point in the interview, but the, the reason I am having you on as the first interview is because I owe you an interview <laughs> from literally six years ago. I wrote it down. Uh, it Was, was this
0: six years ago? No way.
1: S- six years ago. Say it to my face, bitch, was the <laughs> EP that was released. And at the time, I had a music blog where I would just sit there and listen to everything that came out on Bandcamp that day, which was a terrible model for trying to find content. But I did, that was how I was exposed to your music. And without having any microphone or interview set up, I uh, emailed you. I did not know you were a teenager. I had a mini crisis when I found out you were a teenager, but I... (laughs) <laughs> had a talk with a couple of close friends and decided it was okay to interview a teenager about their music um, ultimately uh, we didn't have that interview well we did but I like it was on the phone and I was like holding the phone next to like a $15 tape recorder and it sounded awful um, so I'm excited to get this second interview with you but going back um you you said this is like you're documenting yourself. you have such a long document of your own thoughts now, like even at, as young as you are, like you have been documenting your thoughts pretty consistently. um, is that interesting to be able to look back on and be able to like see those different times in your life?
0: um, I mean to some extent. I would say, I mean, it's interesting because, like, I think at the time when I was, like, writing songs back, I mean, that was, that's, like, one of the, I feel like that was within the first year of, like, um, when I was just, I started this journey of, like, not being able to stop writing songs, like, I'm still waiting, like, I'm still waiting for the years that are gonna come in which nothing, (laughs) nothing will come out of, like, me um, but yeah, I, listening to those songs, it's like, I was just, I listened to it and like, I guess like, yeah, like I was young, but like when I listen to it, I'm like, ah, oh, this song isn't good.
1: Uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I completely understand. I, when I go back and read old stuff, I, it's mostly cringe.
0: Yeah, it's interesting, though, because, like, I put it online, so it's actually still, like, accessible to everybody, but...
1: I still listen to some of those songs.
0: Wow, that's... It's always really interesting to me when people are... When people, like, tell me that they know of my music. Just one, that, in itself, I'm always like, oh. But then when people tell me, like, when they, like, bring up, like, deep cuts, and I'm like, that's... Like, you had to scroll.
1: (laughs) yeah um yeah i when i was writing down i have like a list of a, a couple songs that if we had time i would mention and one of them i have written down is i'm not my flower dresses which is like deep cut six years ago that long time deep
0: cut. Yeah, yeah that's a really interesting song so i think that was that was definitely like before i like realized that i was a gender so that song is like yeah like very much about like not being a girl But I didn't even know at the time until, like, obviously afterwards that, like, I'm not a girl. (laughs) Um.
1: Well, uh, that's very funny that you say that, because six years ago, like, oh, this is a jam. I like this song, not realizing that I was non-binary. And I was like, that's very funny that we both were... I just was like, oh, this teen's making this song about how they're not a girl. I just... I feel something about that. I don't know. <laughs> but it would be it would be a few years for both of us, I think. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> when I listen to especially like songs, I feel like there's there's like from like that point when I was like eighteen and then onward I was I feel like it was sort of like a similar just constant I don't know, me still. I some I feel more like attached to those songs than like There's, like, a couple of... There's, like, two albums that, like, are on Bandcamp that are, like, the first two. And I wrote them, like... One of them, I I guess I was probably, like, 15, and the other one I was, like, 16. So I recently, not too long ago, at some point during quarantine, like, I had, like, gone back and listened to them. And I was, like, singing about being in love. And, like, King Garen I, like, had no... Like, there was no even, like, maybes at that point in my life. Like, I was very single, like, very not involved with anybody. And I was like, who... Like, who did I think I was? Like, why did I think I was, like, experiencing these emotions? Like, I didn't know anybody that I liked.
1: Do you think it's, like... Was it imitating songwriters that you respected? Like, maybe that those were the...
0: wish. No, I think I genuinely, like, just had... I was a teenager. My hormones were raging.
1: I mean, (laughs) yeah, definitely, for sure.
0: Nobody tells you that, so here I was being like, I'm having profound emotional experiences. Like, no, I'm going through puberty. (laughs) Like, it's not the same thing.
1: Props to you for leaving that stuff up there because i've hunted down and destroyed everything that existed from me being a teenager there's nothing you could find i created (laughs) (laughs) pre-22
0: i mean i'm i guess i'm like i still have time to take it all down
1: yeah that's true but don't don't do it though at least don't take down say it to my face bitch because i love that (laughs) album. good like i went back and listened to it like right before this interview and i was like still a banger honestly still a banger
0: (laughs) thank you there's one song on that album that is so poorly recorded but it just sounds so bad even in comparison to like uh because at that point like i didn't have a microphone like i think i was using my laptop maybe but one of them just sounds so bad
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's the sort of thing you I think you notice, especially when you've created it and you can hear all the like imperfections that people, especially people who don't record music, usually don't pay attention to.
0: I will say, though, that it sounds like somebody was like sitting like that. It was like underneath
1: like, That's just I that know. DIY goodness. That I it's catch, like,
0: <laughs> it's, yeah,
1: <laughs> it's the crust on the cast iron pan that that you know really seals in the flavor. Um, but your your new stuff. I've talked about your old stuff too much. Your your new stuff, uh, especially. The newest album, To Be Honest, I Was Lying, you put out a lot of stuff during quarantine. Was that all stuff you just recorded and released during quarantine? Was that literally all that? No.
0: Okay, wait. So, To Be Honest, I Was Lying, I think all of those songs were recorded during quarantine. Or within the year 2020. And the album before that were also all songs recorded within the year 2020. The one before that, POV, you are my phone. Okay, that one was also <laughs> recorded during quarantine. I got like, okay. Well, there's so much time, like. <laughs> Yeah, oh, okay. So that one was also that was recorded like pretty quickly. Those were also I was like really into the beat sequencer. Um I, still, I can tell
1: like, from the title of the album.
0: I still <laughs> love it. I wish there was like a way to make it like better cuz I haven't really like figured out how to use it that well yet. Even I mean, no, it's been a while, but like I can only do like like one beat at a time. Okay, so yeah, that album was also, like, entirely quarantine times. The one before that, though, that one was mostly songs from before quarantine. But I felt the need to release them during quarantine.
1: I'm trying to remember what the one... Is that the one with the airplane on the cover? Yeah, it's the one with the Untouched, yes.
0: Yeah, Untouched, yeah. Um, if
1: people look up that album, they'll see why I didn't say the whole name. <laughs>
0: I don't even know the full name. Like, I couldn't tell you what the full name is. It's the, like
1: untouched. There's a part about it being a little too on the nose because of quarantine. That's
0: the yeah. That's it's like something about un, uh, unrecorded crush. Um, yes,
1: on a stranger.
0: Mhm. Yup, on the stranger, and the photos unedited. That was yes. Crazy. It was originally like I was like, oh, this photo is like not edited. Like, haha, untouched. And I was like, wait. Like never mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's a Um, little. I
1: like that you still went through with it, though. I really do.
0: Yeah, well, I had to go full. I had to really just go (laughs) for the full thing and let people know that I knew. I knew that it was too on the nose.
1: Is there still that element of the fear of how you're going to be perceived, like even in things like that?
0: Oh yeah, all the time, every day. I'm back in therapy. I'm working on it. I yeah, I like a really. I feel like I over-explain myself about everything to everyone all of the time because I'm like I don't want them to think that like that I like don't know that I'm an idiot. Like I know. <laughs>
1: I completely understand. Uh, I completely understand what you mean, and that's part of the reason why I made this show. It's making things as frightening like. I think people need to know that, like, even the people who make stuff, like, you know, especially the people who, because I have a lot of friends who are, like, hobbyists or whatever, or they just, like, record music or write stories privately, and I feel like, I don't know, world would be a better place if more people just shared, even if you just do, like, a little one song or whatever, and just getting over that fear and putting the first thing out there.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think that... I honestly feel like the reason that I haven't stopped sharing my music was because... And, like, why I just do it without, like, really thinking too hard about it. I'm just like, well, I made it. Like, I'm gonna put it online now. It's because, like, I was so scared to do it, like... uh, And, I mean, I guess when I was a teenager, so, like, I was scared of, like, everything because I didn't know how the world worked. But I was, like, so terrified of being perceived that now I'm like, I... It's truly, I think I live my life as if it's just exposure therapy. <laughs>
1: <Like>. <laughs> that's sometimes I, you, you know, I, I consider myself as someone who's a, literally afraid of everything. And that's kind of how you have to live your life when you're afraid of everything. It's just like, well, this maybe this will make me less afraid of this.
0: Exactly. I used to, like, be afraid of the most insane things as a kid. Like, things that were, like, never gonna happen. Like, I grew up in Chicago, like, in a city. I was afraid that, like, an owl was gonna, like, break into my home and, like, like take my eyeballs. <laughs> For like a week. It wasn't just like a night. It was like a week. I like found out about like barn owls and I was like six or something and I was like, oh my god, they're gonna
1: (laughs) I love the idea of someone who finds out about owls for the first time and is immediately correctly, I will say, identifies them as the horrifying predators that they are because those things are scary. You know what? I don't consider that a ridiculous fear. They have talons.
0: (laughs) It's true, but I just, like, I've never, still, I don't think I've ever seen an owl. Like, I've never seen one in my whole life.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As someone who's in a very rural area, I will say, owls are cool, but you're not missing out on, I have seen several owls, and it's always been like a, I've held owls, (laughs) and so it's been like a, that was cool. It was cool to hold an owl, but that was because I was a teenager who worked at the zoo.
0: But they actually, they are very cute to me now.
1: Oh. What, specifically barn owls, though? Or are they still on the shit list?
0: I've never, honestly, haven't revisited the subject. (laughs) But recently, this year, for the Rockefeller tree, they, like, Found an owl inside of it They were like, this owl hitched a ride It was like, no, you stole the owl's home they brought it <laughs> to New York City And like put it in the Worst part of New York City And then this owl's just stuck here now But it was the cutest owl I've ever seen in my life It has like the biggest little eyes And it looks so terrified I mean, as it should be it's The
1: like, city is gonna ruin that owl well, I'm originally from New York City I'm allowed to say that <laughs>
0: Wait, you're from New York City.
1: I'm I'm going to get in trouble if I say I'm from New York City. I'm from Staten Island, which all the other boroughs would tell me that I'm not from New York City.
0: You know what? I recently went to Staten Island for the first time in my life.
1: Oh, jeez. I
0: like it. I think <laughs> Staten Island is fantastic. I love it.
1: You must have not spent more than three or four hours there. I did
0: not. <laughs> Maybe they've re-
1: maybe they've revitalized it since the last time i've been. all i can remember is n- nothing honestly i can't remember anything i remember it being loud there it's been a long time <laughs>
0: interesting. i mean i will say like yeah i probably wouldn't want to live there but it's really it's a really interesting place like just the um, different things that exist on Staten Island that I did not know existed on Staten Island like they have all those like really old buildings like a whole community of like buildings that have been there since colonial times that haven't been touched and it's like what what is this doing on Staten Island this looks like it should be in the middle of fucking like Massachusetts
1: I'm so ashamed because you're teaching me something about my hometown that I had no they, we have colonial buildings oh my god maybe I should yeah. go back <laughs>
0: crazy they have like a cannon like there's just this old like decrepit cannon that, like, that's very
1: strange for new york city I, the area i'm in has i'm surrounded by like civil war battlefields and stuff uh so we're surrounded by old crap but it has um it's less fun <laughs> yeah,
0: it is less fun i feel like it's more fun that it's just in Staten island <laughs> Like, the mob houses? Okay, I have this... I started watching The Sopranos, and, like, I've always loved The Godfather. I mean, since, like, I went to film school, and they make you watch it, and it was, like, this rocks.
1: I think all non-gender-conforming people, like, all got a text at the same time, like, we gotta watch The Sopranos. <laughs> like, it's time. <laughs>
0: Wait, that's so interesting. Because, yeah, like, my friends were... Like, two of my friends who are gender non-conforming were the ones who were, like yeah, I've been watching The Godfather, and they were watching it at the same time, then I was like, hmm, okay, and then my roommate and I were like, oh, like, should we watch The Godfather? I mean, should park The Sopranos together, now that we're in quarantine, and you're both like, yeah, and, like, she and me, like, neither one of us seem like people who'd be really into, like, really, like, masculine, like, macho men, like, killing each other, but we're both like, love the sopranos like everything about it like i love it like the fact that he goes to therapy like i didn't know that that was the premise
1: yeah but i think that's really what sells it and that's i also didn't know that i i literally like three or four weeks ago started watching it i haven't made it that far
0: oh it's so good it's so funny it's like a truly funny show like it gets darker for sure but like there's that so- theme
1: song is a banger too. It the gets me going. Is-
0: <laughs> it's a banger. We uh, It's so funny because we're I mean, we're on season like 6 or like the second to last season and we're just playing the theme song every time because we're, like we're we're not going to be able to hear it again. Like we're <laughs> too close to the end like we have to like savor savor the moment. I'm so happy for you. The Sopranos is so good. Yes. Sill is the greatest, like, also the fashion on the show.
1: It's very early 2000s, but, like, refracted through that, um, you know, that subject matter of of mob bosses and such.
0: (laughs) Stylish. That's all I'll say. Stylish.
1: (laughs) I'm so glad that, of the topics that come up, this was the one that came up. I'm so bad at watching TV shows, though. I'm, like so adhd that that's why i'm not very far i'll watch an episode or two and then i'm like i gotta do something else i got to Um,
0: i feel like you have to i feel like for me watching tv shows i always do it better when i'm with somebody like if i'm not with another person i'm like i'm just gonna stare at my ceiling for three hours that's yeah like a, something to like do
1: part of the reason i started a podcast because i've been living alone during quarantine and uh i was like maybe i should uh professionally talk to people so that i have an excuse <laughs> to talk to people so if anybody is mad that this interview isn't very good it's because <laughs> it's just nice to talk to somebody <laughs>
0: honest i'm the worst person to interview because i love to chat and i hate talking about myself (laughs) (laughs) especially like i hate talking about myself in terms of like uh the things that i like make so yeah
1: makes it very hard to do this show which is specifically (laughs) the premise talking about the things that you make oh specifically i wanted to talk about niagara falls This is not really a question or anything, but um, that is... I hope this isn't tacky to say, but that's my favorite song you've ever written. That song rules. I love that song.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I, I honestly, like, agree. I don't know what happened. That song is weird because, like, that album was finished, and then I wrote that song... And then I made Nate make it into the song that it is within, like, a day to add to the album that was already done.
1: (laughs) I will say, to give people context for um, who haven't heard your music, um, a lot of your stuff is, you know, not to put the the label on you, but the indie singer-songwriter, kind of the bedroom pop kind of stuff, but then... I know, I know'm uh,
0: I'm, I'm aware it's <laughs> we yeah, it's something I, I have to live with. Uh. Um,
1: but that song I, I found was was so that song and stagnant, I think both stand out to me as two songs that are very different from your your stuff that has come. not that you haven't had other songs that are kind of touch on that almost. I want to say talking heads, but I feel like there's a better reference point, but that kind of gets across what I'm, what I'm trying to, but the very syncopated music that you have and, and especially the interesting kind of effects that you put on your voice in, um, Niagara Falls, it's kind of sounds like a, a shift in songwriting for you. Do you, do you feel like that's like a direction that you want to go in? Have you felt it's a shift or is it just painting with different colors?
0: So the songs themselves- like, the demo versions of those songs that will say, like, sound like all the rest of the music, I think that'll- the reason they sound different is because of the production and, like- yeah, I mean, they just- like, I knew- like, I guess it, it is, like, a, I've made- like, I do, like, consciously want to move in a different direction, um- not, like, that different, but just, like, I don't know, shake it up. I make them excited. I don't know. Just, I like different kinds of music. It may seem like I only listen to 90s indie rock, which is a large part of what I do listen to. But, like, I do, I do like other music, and I do, like, want to, I don't know, I feel like, um, <laughs> this is so silly, but I remember, like, talking to my friends, and I was like, there's people who, like, make music for teens, Right and like absolutely I, a lot of the music I make it yeah it is for teens but a lot of that music was made when I was y- younger and now that I'm you know the a grown twenty four I'm <laughs> out of college and I'm. <laughs> You know, I pay worldly. My Yeah, I'm a worldly I pay my taxes, I have my own health insurance, I'm you know, I pay my rent, my bills. I'm a full I'm a full grown adult here. This is my apartment, like I kid I take care of plants. They're alive.
1: I see. There's many that you can't see this because this is an audio interview, but there are <laughs> many plants in the background that all look very alive.
0: Exactly. So I do like I do like, consciously like wanna stop making music for teens. Um.
1: <laughs> That's funny that you have that perception because I, I really wouldn't consider a lot of your music to be. I understand why you might think that of some of like your really earlier stuff, but I, I, I don't perceive that as music
0: for teens. I guess, like, in the past, like, few years, maybe not, but I guess, like, the music that still seems to resonate with the most music is, like, my earlier music, or even, like, No Problem to me feels very young. I just want to make music that's different than that. Not because I don't, like, I respect it. I made it. It's fine. Like, it is what it is. Like, some of the songs are fine. I, yeah, sure, why not? But I do, like, I don't know i think it's also like being in water from your eyes which is such like a different project that it's really like like i'm it's just opened my mind to like just doing things in different ways and i think it also just helps to have nate um like the producer i mean honestly we were so high when we did stagnant like <laughs>
1: So that was just, like, lightning in a bottle. You were just, like...
0: He literally, like, he did it. And I love music like that. Like, I listen to a lot of music that has... Like, I like music that has just, like, kind of, like, really fun beats. And so when he did it, we were both just, like ha 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 and then we were just kind of sat there and he was like i think i'm like we're actually kind of onto something and i was like yeah like i think so too like we let's roll with it
1: yeah and that 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 song is like uh you made a music video for that right
0: yeah yeah, yeah. i directed a music video for that um yeah that was the single, I guess.
1: Yeah, that's... I was gonna say, I didn't know if you wanted to call it the single, but Stagnant was, like, the, the... kind of the single off of, um... To be honest, I was lying. Um... That's so interesting that that just kind of happened by accident and came together like that. And sometimes that's just, like, you know, how making stuff is, definitely.
0: Yeah, I've actually never had it really any other way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <I just laughs> well, really that's... <laughs>
1: I'm am jealous of that. I I seem to have the overthinking problem when it comes to uh to to making stuff. But obviously, creating different stuff requires you know different approaches.
0: I think writing, like you said, you're a writer mostly. Yeah. Um, as I guess, like, I've, I'm i a writer who doesn't write, so I mean, like, this is all bullshit coming out of my mouth, but I will say, like, writing does, it requires you to, like, really think about it, because if you don't have the story, then it, like, what are you gonna write?
1: <laughs> one, one could say music doesn't require a lot of thinking, though.
0: But I don't know, I feel like with music, like, it's much more... Like, you can, you can, it's, I feel like it's, it's looser, like, the confines of, like, how you can, like, make it, like, so, like, nobody's gonna be like, that doesn't make sense, because it's a song, like. That's
1: like, true, you're like, right, yeah. Like,
0: like a story kind of has to make sense, or people are gonna be like, that wasn't, like, I, I don't understand the story, therefore, like, it, like, I didn't like it. Where, like, a song, if it doesn't make sense, people are like, wow, just like Pavement. <laughs>
1: I wish I could release a story and people would say, Wow, just like pavement. That was the science fiction short story version of cut your hair. Hell yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, I feel like if that's something you want to work towards, like you could probably make a habit.
1: You know what? Maybe I'll I'll put that down in notes after this interview and just like, you know, one of those little notes that lives on my phone, like, write pavement short story. <laughs> That I'll find in exactly two months and be like, "What the fuck does that mean?"
0: (laughs) (laughs) No. Yeah.
1: Do you ever find like just like random lyrics that you were like, you weren't in a place that you were able to actually like write a song, and you wrote it down in your phone or wrote it down or something, and then you forget that idea or lose that idea?
0: I don't know. Let me try. Good question. I mean, I think so. If I'm like recalling correctly, I feel like usually, I guess I probably have more stuff on my computer that is like songs that just didn't become anything. Usually, I try to I try to finish whatever the songs are or delete the documents at least. The way just- <laughs> yeah
1: that's out of sight out of mind i completely understand that that's i i do regret that occasionally and i again i think we're just touching on how making different stuff is different but like i have written like 40 or 50 pages of a book before and then like deleted it and then Oops. like a year like a year later been like man i shouldn't have done that that was a yeah. bad idea
0: I mean, that's like way different. I'm talking like two sentences of like lyrics that like weren't even good to begin with, and like they're two sentences, so it's like I'll probably have those thoughts again. I tend to they cycle around just repeatedly in my head where like a book like forty to fifty pages that's like it's like a lot of work. You should <laughs> stop doing that, <laughs> yeah,
1: I am gonna stop doing that actually. That's what the show is about, you know this is trying to turn a corner and be like all right I'm just gonna like I didn't think I was gonna be a podcaster until um I don't know if you heard like last year like a whole bunch of crazy stuff happened last year and like
0: oh, <laughs> I know, I had no idea.
1: <laughs> we had to stay inside for a really long time so I was like you know what
0: I think that, like, if you were gonna begin to do anything, like, being a podcaster makes the most sense, because it's, like, I feel like it's the most quarantine-friendly media form, and, you know what, it's better than than starting a modeling career when you're 23, so, I...
1: I I respect you immensely for doing that. That was, like... That was a late game career shift I did not see coming from you that I was like, hell yeah, Rachel Brown, hell yeah.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I mean, it's funny, because, like, this year, like, pretty much like, when I turned 24, like, I was like, I finally, like, you know, like, you, usually when it's your birthday, like, you don't feel older. Like, it's just, like, another day. Like, mm-hmm. my 24th birthday, I was like, I'm older. Like, <laughs> there's something different about me and i was like thinking about it and i was like uh, why did i like why did i like try to start like a modeling career at age 23 like the amount of time that it would take like anybody to become like i don't know like a paid model to just get paid for doing it like i'm i'm, I'm going to be like 26 like i'm <laughs> Like, you can't do that. Like, you have to start at 16. But I'm still trying. I used hashtags today, so it's not a completely... It's so fun. I don't want to be a model. Like, this is why... <laughs> it's not like I, I have no, like... It's not that I don't have any interest in it. Like, I do think it's fun and, like... I mean, like, yeah, it's like definitely like an ego thing. Like, you see a photo and you're like, oh, you know, I look I I'll good there. <laughs> and then it's like, I'm gonna post it online so other people can compliment me. Um... But for the most part, like I'm, I'm an absolutely ridiculous person. Like every, in between all the photos, I'm just like, cracking up. That like here I'm standing around being like, yeah, like look at me. So I didn't
1: know who to expect for this interview because your photos are very like serious and and model esque.
0: <laughs> it's true, and you know it's all a scam. That's the that's the truth behind it is that I have I'm not I'm not that person. And uh, good
1: scam. Thank you, I'm-
0: <laughs> thank you It's working, not that well I've been paid once, I've been paid once To model, it was so funny, it was somebody I matched with on Tinder, I was like Do you model? And I was like eh, Yeah, I guess, and then He was like, okay, I have a, like a clothing Line, like do you want to like model for it? And I was like, yeah, like I'm not doing anything On that day, um, and then I got paid Like $60, and I was like, this is the-
1: That's the best use of Tinder I've ever Heard of in my life <laughs>
0: He's, yeah me too you know what's crazy is that like he didn't even hit on me like once like it was purely professional it was like a purely professional like thing that's
1: incredible
0: was, and he, he, the funniest thing to me though is when i showed up he was like i thought you're gonna be taller and i was like you could have just asked <laughs> <laughs> that's such a normal question to
1: ask especially on tinder
0: <laughs> especially on tinder especially if you're like asking like oh like you want to model my clothes like how tall are you? Cause people think I'm taller than I am, which is, like, other problems, because when people, like, find out actually how tall I am, like, I'm not tall enough to be a model. So, like, when I moved to New York with this is funny, because, like, I still, like, think of myself as being, like, 12 and being, like, extremely, like, awkward and uncomfortable. Um, other people, I guess, don't see that, so that's great, but somebody, like, came up to me in the park, like, second day in New York and was like, how tall are you? And I was like- five five and they were like oh like we're like looking for people for like fashion week but you're too short and i was like (laughs) they couldn't
1: visually tell
0: that i was sitting
1: but, oh, okay.
0: You know, you'd think, like, and you know what's so funny is that they're like, oh, you just have, like, the look we're going for. And then they went up to somebody else who just had, like, bangs. And, like, <laughs> she stood up and she was super tall. And I'm assuming she became a model. Um, And then even, like, then a couple years later, some guy came up to me and he was like, are you a trans man? Because um, I looked like I was in the, like, I was literally dressed like I was in the Sandlot, the movie. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. I truly looked like one of those little kids. And I was like, no, like, I'm, like, a gender, but, like, no, nah, I'm not, like, a trans man. He was like, are you, like, interested in modeling? And I was like, yeah, like, I guess so. Like, no, like, I, like why not? Like, if you're gonna, like, ask me. And then he was like, oh, like, how tall are you? And I was like, oh, like, I'm 5'5". He was like, oh, you're too short. And I was like... And this, was Twice. At the, this is yeah this is happening so much and then you know what's even crazier is that this was just such like a strange experience because first of all he was just staring at me before the conversation came. and i was like does he recognize me do i know him like is he like trying to hit on me and then he was like i'm like gay but you're like you're like the one of the most attractive asian people i've ever seen and i was like Oh um, And then I had to, like, get off, because I was, like, at my stop, and I was like, this is, like, far too much information. Like, that was, like, pretty racist, like, that I just <laughs> get on down by, like, a gay man. Like There's a lot
1: to unpack there. Oh, man.
0: Anyways, yeah, and so then, if we fast-forward, there have been, like, other times people are like, oh, like, do you model? And usually my answer used to be no. And then they'd be like, oh, you should. And so finally, at age 23, I was like, maybe I should try. And now, <laughs> I'm, at age 24, I realize... It's, I've waited too long. <laughs>
1: I understand your point and totally understand the the modeling as a career that you have to get into as young, but every time you say, I'm 24, like, it's, like, so old, I mummify. you. Okay, can-
0: I, th- I know I'm <laughs> young. Don't get me wrong. I'm well aware that I'm, like, a very young, like, out-of-the-womb adult. Like, I am, you know, like, brand new. I'm, like, a kid adult. I'm a but for modeling, like they want them they want them to be like 12. Yeah, six feet tall and size like double zero. Like one time my friend made a video for Gucci. She asked me to be in it, partially because I think that she worked on the video. She worked on like one of the music videos for No problem for free, so I was like, well, I owe you, so I feel like and I'm small, so I guess this is makes sense. I had one milkshake. One mil- I know I'm small, like, I know I'm very tiny. One milkshake, and I couldn't button- I couldn't button the Gucci (laughs) shirt. It was like- I was- I was like, who- like, who are these clothes made for? Just, like, six foot tall, 16-year-olds who have no bones? I don't know. This all started because I really don't think it's too late to become a podcaster. After my modeling career is officially over, I do plan on starting a podcast-
1: well, if if you if you ever need a, a guest for your podcast, and for some reason my skills would qualify me to be on there, I would be more than happy to be on your
0: podcast. Thank you. I actually have, up until this very moment, been like, I'm never gonna have a podcast. <laughs>
1: so this was just this was during this podcast you were like you know what to relate to this person who started a podcast i will also start
0: yeah if i'm gonna say it's never too late to start a podcast i should live by those words and you know what i actually have a great my podcast i'm only gonna interview people who have interviewed me
1: you know, in order to seed that, though, so it ha- if it's after your modeling career, you have to run around and try to get it interviewed by as many people as possible so that you have, like, years of content.
0: It's gonna be, it's gonna be um, a limited series, really.
1: <laughs> it's like a mini-series. Like, a
0: mini-series, mini-series, yeah. mini-series podcast where, yeah, because I feel like I've been interviewed by enough people for, like, one season.
1: That's, you know what? I'm going to listen to that podcast I think that's going to be really interesting um, I am going to let you go because I've kept you for a while here but I've really really enjoyed talking to you thank you for talking to me I can't wait for everyone to hear our conversation because it's been a lot of fun I'm Rant Vague this has been Making Things as Frightening I've been talking to Rachel Brown also known as Thanks for Coming and I hope you enjoyed what we've made for you this week